everyone, and welcome to our podcast series. Today, we'll be speaking about India and their healthcare systems. Before we jump into the healthcare aspect, we need to give you background information on India as a whole. India is the second most populous country in the world, with a population of close to 1.38 billion people. The ethnic breakdown in India is as follows. 72% Indo-Aryan, 25% of the population is Dravidian, and 3% is characterized as monovoid and others. Now moving away from population statistics, let's discuss India's economy. Overall, the economy encompasses village farming, modern agriculture, and modern industries and services. India's nominal gross domestic product, or GDP, is close to 2.98%. 94 trillion dollars only 3.6 percent of india's gdp is contributed to both out-of-pocket and public health care spending this is a this is a very low percentage compared to other countries take the united states for example we spent almost 17 percent of our total gdp on health care expenditures with that being said the life expectancy and infant mortality rates are fitting for this country Life expectancy in India is 69.73 years old, which means that the average lifespan in India is roughly 69 years. In 2019, the infant mortality rate in India was 28.3 per 1,000 live births. Life expectancy and infant mortality rates can be a good indicator of how strong or beneficial the healthcare systems are in the country. Now that you have a basic understanding of India as a whole, Let's start to dive into the healthcare specifics. Absolutely. Um, I would like to start with the quantity and quality levels among both India and the US. As Julia said, the infant mortality rate in India was around 28 per 1,000 live births in 2019. That same year in the US, the number is closer to six deaths per 1,000 live births. India accounts for about a fourth of the world's infant and child deaths, and there is little regulation for treatment, medical products, or providers, things that are rather heavily regulated here in the U.S. This, accompanied by the inconsistent education and training of their healthcare providers, leads to poor health outcomes among India's residents. However, it is not the quality of care that affects the people the most, but the unevenness of availability of care. While the U.S. has its own problems in healthcare access, especially in rural areas, there are nothing compared to that of India. Most of the Indian population resides in rural areas, yet the funding received by rural healthcare facilities is less than half of the funding that is provided to urban areas. If you were to, for a moment, put aside all monetary issues, there simply are not enough healthcare providers in rural areas to attend to the needs of all the people who live there. And the providers that do practice in rural areas are often not properly trained or licensed. Next, I would like to talk about how India's delivery system of care is organized and financed. As Jamie mentioned before, there are not enough healthcare providers to maintain India's large population. So let's break down that statement. The average number of patients seen in India by a registered doctor or nurse is 1,212 to about 532. 
This implies there are an average of 0.7 doctors and 1.1 nurses per 1,000 population in these rural and urban areas. This acute shortage of providers is a major constraint as India is trying to move forward universal coverage. Healthcare services are delivered by a complex network of public and private providers, ranging from single doctors to specialty and super specialty tertiary care cooperative hospitals. The government healthcare system in India is designed as a three-tier structure comprising primary, secondary, and tertiary facilities. I'll be focusing on the primary care facilities. Primary health care centers, PHCs, are the foundation of rural health services, serving as a first line to a qualified doctor in the public health sector and providing a range of preventative, promotive, and curative health services. On average, PHCs have about six beds of inpatient admission. Next, primary care doctors working in the public sector are employed by local governments and paid salaries. Also, there is a limited scope of primary care doctors to earn additional income via incentives. Lastly, no registration is required, and patients generally go to the nearest PHC located in the geographical area. Mm -hmm. And uh, everyone made some very important points about India as a whole and in relation to their health care. And of course, there are many other aspects of India worth discussing. However, today I would like to round out our conversation by discussing the major health issues that face India as a country and how those issues compare to the U.S. if it does at all. Uh, due to the poor sanitation and overcrowding throughout most of India, the major health issues that um, the people of India face are communicable diseases such as malaria, tuberculosis, diarrheal diseases, and other um, infections, non-communicable diseases such as diabetes, cancer, and blindness due to cataracts, and um, lastly, nutritional deficiencies in which these account which um, account for the high burden of certain diseases, as well as the high rates of child mortality, which we had mentioned earlier. And although the number of child mortality in India is steadily declining each year, um, this country still ranks at the top 20 around the world. Um, and while these problems are very prevalent and of major concern, the major health concern that I have come across when researching India is their HIV crisis. Upon looking into it, I found that India has the third largest, third highest number of people living with HIV in the world, with over 2 million um, cases of infection. I, HIV is actually one of the health concerns that um, you can relate to the U.S., seeing that the number of cases in the U.S. is well over 1 million, um, although it is still under the 2 million um, that that India faces. I found it to be actually very interesting that even though these two countries are very different socially, economically, culturally, and um, by various other factors, they still have alarming numbers when it comes to certain diseases such as HIV and even more recently COVID-19. And that is all we have for you guys today. Thank you for listening to our podcast and join in next time as we dig deeper into U.S. and global healthcare systems.